Amen. <laughs> Still got a bit more. I actually did, I was, or I am going to start a little bit with, with our, our um, put the PowerPoint up, Daniel. No, not going to work. You might have to flick it from there. Can you put it on for me, the first one? There you go. There we are. <laughs> now you should black that out straight away before the pizza. You know, it, it's, it has been 35 years and it's been a time of incredible blessing and happiness and joy. You know, there have been times of grief and pain where we've sat on the floor and we've wept because of things that have happened, we thought we just, we're just not going to make tomorrow. And as I said, there's been times where there's just been incredible ups. I mean, holding every one of our four children the first time and just looking at them and thanking God for them. And as Sue said, we're no longer teenagers. Thanking God for that as well. <laughs> I'm always ready to go of a blessing. But, you know, part of it is, is this, this was born out of a covenant, a covenant that we made to one another to be committed, that we're sticking together. But it doesn't matter what, whatever happens, where we go, we're going to stick together and we're going to be one. And, and, you know, out of that covenant comes blessing. Could you do the next slide, Daniel? Yeah, I know. They were actually that cute once. <laughs> I look at it and I shake my head and say, Jesus. <laughs> and then the next one. And then the next one. And then the next one. <laughs> Seeing I can't do the remote. You know, so we had, we started that covenant, not only brought something for Sue and I, but through that brought generational blessing. And it grew and it grew. So important. And, you know, that's, that's part of really why, why I wanted to highlight that was because it's just like that in a church. You know, this, this week um, Sue and I had the privilege of going and spending um, a morning with Anne and Bruce Hilda. And they were leaders in this church 30 years ago, 1977, they, they came here and then they became pastors. And we worked out between them and us, we've pastored for 40 years of the 90 years of this church. Um, you know, and just seeing what God did. And um, in actual fact, just coming January is my 10th year of leading this church. And just seeing what God has done throughout this. And, um, you know, when Bruce started, we were sitting there and he was telling us how one stage they had 19 people in this church. And the Baptist Association said, you know, really, in all honesty, you need to shut it. It's not going to go anywhere. And as they were praying, the Lord gave them the word that this is my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And so they went back to the association. They shared that vision. The association said, well, you run with it. And today, this is the testimony of those prayers. You know, you've heard me talk again and again that we're not just this moment that we're hitting in 2024, we're 100 years of life of this church. Prayers, faithfulness of men and women that we've never met have brought us here today. And the prayers and the faithfulness of you are going to give us the next 100 years. And it's so important what we build in and what we go on. You know, and, and as even as I look around this church right now, you know, I think of the ones, Kevin and Kayleen, and, um, you know, different ones who have been here. So, you know, before us, we've been here 27 years. You know, Josh was 
as I've said before, was a baby, six months old, when we walked into this church for the one Sunday morning we intended coming here, and we've never left. But we look around and we see the different ones. We, we see Wayne and Jan. We see, um, you know, John, Gail, um, you know, Ray. We just look around, all these different ones. Maddie, yeah, ones who have been here around, and if I've missed anyone, please don't be offended. You know, one Friday night, someone calling me over to come over and lay hands on a person to prophesy over them. And as I stood behind them and prophesied, I suddenly thought, this prophecy, I think I know who this is. And I looked around, and it was Jean. And the Lord was drawing her back. And ultimately, she's become a pastor. You know, this going on and on. And, and ones like Fatu have come in, in, in more recent times. And, you know, I remember four years ago, sitting in my office with a guy who just walked off the street. He didn't know why he needed to be here, but he just knew that God, he had to be in this building. And when Sue talked to him, Sue said, we better come and talk to my husband. And that day, you know, as we sat there, I led him to the Lord. And little did I know that when a few months later I'd be baptising him and his partner, that then another little bit after that I'd also be marrying them. And that they would become such important, significant people, not only in the life of this church, but also in our heart lives, the heart, the heart commitment we have him, as he learned to be a son. Can you put up the next slide? <laughs> Patolo. <laughs> you know, and newer people, all of you, as I look around, you know, Joseph, Troy, Micah, just there's so many of you. But we're family. That's what it's all about. You know, this is our tribe. See, I, I, don't, I don't do this because it's my calling. I don't do this as a job. I do it because this is my life. You guys are the family. And as much as you celebrated our anniversary this morning, I celebrate all of you. Because of your journeys are, are, are so significant, every single one of us. You know, we are family. And, and last week we, we watched a, a great video f- um, from Banning Lebeshire, where he talked about the whole thing about how do we approach church? Do we approach it as a, in a restaurant mentality or as a family or a, a home mentality? And I think it was a really good word for each one of us, you know. Listen, we're, we're not about slick church. We're never going to get to that place where, you know, we have, I know what's going on 30 sec- every 30 seconds of the service. I don't even know what's going on half the service. So. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not who we are. Not because anything like that's wrong, but it's just not who we are. We, we really want to learn to be that people that just spend time allowing God just to speak to our hearts, just softening, you know, softening our spirits so that we can just position ourselves to just encounter his beauty, just be overwhelmed by his mercy, just, just be in awe at his breathtaking beauty, which just comes again and again. That, that's who we are. And, and you know, we, we're just, you know, I, I think for me, in some ways, John Wimber used to um, have a little quote that I think really applies to me. He just used to say, I'm a fat man on, on my way to heaven, just celebrating his goodness. And I think that really does me. You know, we're, we're just people, you know. And, and part of us, part of being church, we, we've got to involve one another. We've got to be connected. You know, the, the Godhead, everything the Godhead is, is about them being together. You know, it, it's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's, it, it, everything that is in the Gospels is in the context of community. Everything in the Old Testament. You know, the idea to a, to a, to a Jewish um, 
man or woman in the Old Testament that, that anything could be done separate from, from community was, was alien. It was, it was, you just couldn't talk about it. It was nonsensical because it made no sense in the context of understanding the word of God. And it's the same in the church. You know, it's about community. All, all of Paul's letters are either two churches or the two pastors who lead churches about leading those churches. The context always has to be family and community. You know, and, and look, we've, we've so emphasised the idea of personal salvation, and, 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 which is important, but we've reduced the idea of community almost to a necessary evil. evil where we sort of think, well, we have to come to church, you know. I'd be a much better believer, you know. I mean, you hear pastor jokes sometimes, you know, the only problem with the church is the people. <laughs> but, you know, it's not true. It's just not true. The church is the people. And we need to learn to do that. Throughout the scripture, the constant theme is Jesus and his bride. Hebrews 10.25, could you just put this up for me? Hebrews 10.25 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not give up meeting together as some people do, but, encount- and, but encourage one another. I mean, what a powerful lot of verses. Think about that. You know, Think of ways to motivate one another. You see, that's just not neutral. That's just not sitting down. Think of ways. Actually calculate, strategize, determine how can, you know, how can I encourage this person today? What can I add into their life? That's what Paul's saying. It's about actively being involved with, with, uh, with other people. And the result should be what? That acts of love and good works break out. That's the kingdom of God being released and manifested. You see, make, and then it finishes, make sure that we meet together. Why? Because connection is so important to God. Yeah, our times of coming together should be encouragement fests. Where, you know, you just kind of, oh, I just got it. so encouraged, you know. You know just, just give me a moment. I just can't take another blessing. Just, you know, that doesn't happen sometimes in too many churches, unfortunately. But it should. The reality, should, and it shouldn't, by the way, just come from up here. It's about all of us. It's about all of us. You know, encourage one another. The one another's in the New Testament, you know, there's over 65 expressions of one another. The relationally connecting verses. As I said, one of the greatest mysteries in community is the Godhead. That, that God Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they existed before creation. They enjoyed perfect relationship, identity, and purpose. And that is the basis on which we need to do community. You know, it, it always amazes me when I come across Christians who, who um, basically say they're so anointed that God has called them out from connecting with the rest of the body because God just needs to be them and him. You know, it's, there are ones like that. You know, we're, you know, I'm just so hungry for the things of God, the rest of the church slows me down. <laughs> well... It sounds so special and it sounds so spiritual. Just pity that it's heresy, but hey, <laughs> why let a little heresy stand in your way? It's a complete contradiction to the word of God. John 13 verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one for another. You know, people say we're meant to love each, you know, love others as we've loved ourselves. Jesus says, no. No. He says, you've got to love those around you as much as I love you. Sacrificially, uncompromisingly, 
with incredible intention, you have got to take the love that I have put into your heart and express that to all those around you. It's a pretty high bar, huh? But it's obtainable in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's the measure for Christian faith, Christian growth, Christian maturity, and it's love. Galatians 5, 6 says, for, our, for when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, what is important is faith is expressing itself in love. You know, I mean, the church talks about love so much, but to be honest, I don't think we do it particularly well. I really think we've missed a boat on this one. And I believe that part of the, what God is doing is he's anti, increasing the ante, if you like. I mean, one of the things about the reformation that we're part of, the revival, whatever you want to call it, we're part of, what God's doing on the world today is, you know, Banning made a comment last week how John Arnott said that this revival is a, a local church revival. What he meant by that is really that God is bringing us as a people together. You know, that we together are learning how to do ministry. We together are standing. We together are impacting our communities. No longer is it in individuals. So, um, you know, it's such an important thing that we understand that. You know, everything we do as the body of Christ is rooted in family. The, the whole thing begins with the revelation that God is Father. He's a good Father. And it's so important we understand that. When our, when, we were, when our children were growing up, they used to get pocket money. And they also used to get chores to do. But we would never really connect the chores with the pocket money. Part of what we wanted to teach our children is that as part, as part of our family, they had responsibility. Therefore, they were expected to do chores to be part of the family. Also, because they were part of our family, there was also a blessing and favour upon them, and so they received pocket money. And we were teaching them how to do that. We were teaching it. And it's such an important thing. You see, there's responsibilities in being part of a family, and there's also reward in being part of a family. And and in that, there's a tension for each one of us to grapple with. You know, I love what Banning said. The person who sits on the couch and expects everything to be done for them is either a child or an immature adult. As I've said before, my job is not to feed you. We provide food, but what you do with it is up to you. No one is responsible for you except you. That's the way God created it. But part of that responsibility for you is how you respond to others around you. And it's very clear from Scripture that that requires us to have our love on to bring everything that we are to empower those around us, that they may succeed. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah, and, and this is not, and that's just not about signs and wonders and healings and all the things that we go after in this church and we see. It, it's not even about doing stuff. It's actually about a, a mindset change. Because, you know, and look, in today's world, everybody's busy, everybody's running. In fact, sometimes I think it's almost a badge of, of how important we are is how busy we are. You know, I can see you, you know, next Thursday, 2017, you know, let's meet then because I'm incredibly busy. And, and I understand the busyness, but sometimes I think we get lost in all that. John 17, 
is one of the most famous prayers of Jesus, or the probably most famous prayer. It's a, the last prayer, if you like, before he, he leaves. I, and Benning quoted this last week. I do not pray for those alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may also be one as you, Father, are in me and I are in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. You know, and there's a whole ton of stuff in that, isn't there? Just a whole stuff. Because it talks about us being one in God, but it also talks about us being one in each other, being that connected thing. You know, we're not a corporation. We are a family. And families are, are a fine expression of God and community. It's very much part of God's plan for you to be grafted into a family. You know, we, we often hear, what, what is, what's, what's, what's God's will for my life? One of the things I can tell you is to be knitted into a family. To be knitted into a family. See, we have this idea that being socially committed is a secondary thing to being fulfilled, to being significant, to me winning. But the truth is, we are social beings. God created us that way. And God is calling us into that as a, as a significant part of who we are, of our destinies. They are filled in community. They really are. So this is all good and well, but what does it mean? How do I walk out being part of this community, or any community for that matter? Well, let's just give me, I just this morning, because of time and what we want to do, I just want to give you two very quick, um, I guess, essential ways to begin the process. And the first thing to connect is take time. It is going to cost you something. I'm not that silly to think it won't. It will cost you something. But you know what? You can't build anything whether it's a friendship, a business, a boat, or <laughs> whatever you do, it takes time. It's simple reality. And so the question is today, how much time are you prepared to fulfill this, pro- this call of Jesus Christ on your life, it, being a disciple of Jesus? See, being in this room today does not mean we are in connection. You know, even if you actually sat around and sat down and uncomfortably said hello to the person next to you because he accidentally caught their eye as you did sit down, that's not community. That is not community. It's being involved. You know, when Sue and I first got married, we started going to a home group in the church we were going to, and um, we knew the leaders, the gar- the garlics, amazing couple, and um, we got to know them really well because at the end of home group every Wednesday night after everybody left at 10 o'clock, we'd play 500 through to midnight. So we had a really deep relationship with them. <laughs> but we didn't really have that much of a relationship with anyone else. And there was a couple in the church, in the home group called Murray and Liz Smith who were a few years older than us. And they rang us up and they invited us out to a movie to try to, and we just said, no, we don't, you know, no, it's fine. You know, thanks very much, but, you know, we, we've got other friends outside the church. We're doing a whole lot of stuff. We're rah, 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 rah. And that was all good and well. Then one, for one Wednesday night, as we came home from the home group, we found our house had been burned. And while we were at home group, an arsonist had come in and poured petrol over the, the house to get it, the landlords who were the Automobile Association, and poured out and lit it. And so when we arrived, we weren't even allowed inside our house. The police had us outside and said, no, you can't go in, you can't do anything. I said, well, I don't even have a wallet. So they let me go in and get the wallet, but that was it. And so we had to go back, and we went back to the garlics, knocked on the door and said, we've got nowhere to sleep tonight. Can we come and stay? So they said, yeah. The next day, all our home group were there, every single one of them. 
took time off work to, to, to help us clean up the mess for the next two days. And then about three days after that, Murray and Liz came to us and said, come and live with us, which we did. And so we lived with them for the next three months. And guess what? We became family. We connected. And listen, in so many ways, we're totally different to them. In, in personality and in, in, in what they love doing and everything like that. But we connected because we spent time together. Our kids became best friends. Sue and Liz, Sue and Liz started a business together. You know, we just simply enjoyed each other. We empowered each other. We grew because of each other. And I tell you what, you don't need a fire today to connect with someone else. You know, in fact, let me tell you how to do it. Here's, here's it. You ready? Simply go to a person and say, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? And then, <laughs> not you, you've had one from me. <laughs> and then the next question to ask them is, hey, tell me your story. And let them speak and hear and genuinely hear their story. Let them talk and just hear their story. We all have a story to tell, and many of us have never had the chance to tell that story. And we're sitting in our seat here this morning saying, please ask me about my story. That, that's what it takes. That's what it takes. So, you know, actually, you guys stand up for a tick. Can I ask you guys all to stand up? Don't worry, I'm not going to do anything to you. Just stand up over there. Can you do that? No, just those ones. Stand up. You're safe. I'm not going to do anything to you. Stand up. Up, 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 up. Not that hard. Yeah, give them a hand. They worked it out. All I, want you, all I want you to do is look way over that side of the church and see there are some people over there because sometimes we don't connect. <laughs> way, yeah, way. Look, we've already built better connection. Come on, thank you. You can sit down. I've threatened to swap the, a couple of these aisles over, but... The youth told me there would be a rebellion if I did that. So, <laughs> But it's that, you know, it, that's one of the things, just that simple. The second thing is look and deal, and this is up to deal with any kind of consumer mentality that you find in yourself. As Benning, Benning said, the church is not a restaurant. And if you come expecting to be looked after all the time, then I think you really are going to encounter tension in your, being part of us. Because that's not how we operate. See, we believe that everybody gets to play. We don't believe in, in, you know, it's just a select few people. It's for all of us. God's grace, God's spirit is in every single one of us. And we all get to enjoy life. And, uh, you know, it's just not a few select people sitting around. In fact, Anne, why don't you come up and just share quickly your experience? Okay, so here's my story. A very long time ago, I came here, and I had two girls, and I was a single mum, and the girls were very little. I came along, walked in, and I thought, where do I belong? And um, went to the kids' church area, and I think Peter Hitchcock and Jan and Craig were working there. I walked in. They said, yeah, come, come along, bring your children, and um, didn't know anybody, and settled in. Did a, a day there. After one day, Peter 
said to me, I want you here. I, you belong here. I want you here. Part of me thought, whoa, these people are way too big. They've all got it together. I just don't, I don't know if I can do it. And I, I tell you what, I faced my fear and I thought I will not be limited because of my circumstances. I'm no less. I'm no better. I am. It is what it is. And um, I can say I have not turned back because I had people believing in me and it, and it was a wilderness time. It was a dry time. It was a desert time. But it did not determine my future or, the, or determine what was ahead of me. So I'm going to say, come out from where you are. And I remember um, it was a word that Trent had actually given me. Come out of the darkness. Stop thinking. If they really knew what I was like, they would not put me in that, would not ask me. I came out of the darkness. I came into the light. And I have never looked back. And I never, ever will look back. Nor will you. Thanks, Anne. It's awesome. So good. And thank you for giving us one of your daughters to become our daughter-in-law. That was even nicer. So it was well worth it. You never know what could happen. You see, for me, I, I see Sunday morning as a tribal celebration. I see when the family, we get together. This is what it should be like. We get together, we come to worship. We come to celebrate the great things that God's done in our lives during the week. We stand together, we encourage one another, we reinforce one another so we can go back out in the week and take the kingdom with us and leak it wherever we go. That other people can have profound encounters from who we are because we, we, we know that security of family, of our own identities, and that's what it's all about. And so I guess the overall question is, well, how do we do life together? And it's something we've got to explore. Because I really don't think, you know, um, Western culture has been particularly geared up on how to do family good. And we tend to immediately want to do some sort of meeting or structure or something like that. You know, and we, we, so we need to talk about this and dream about it. But don't leave it up to, 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 to me or to Sue or to Jen. Or the, we're not too bright. <laughs> we need help. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I'm not too bright. The, hey, everybody else is really, really intelligent. I'm a bit, I certainly am now because I'm probably on the couch tonight. Yeah. <laughs> 35 years in one day and I get to sleep on the couch. Hey, praise God. <sighs> yeah, let me go long enough I can dig myself in any kind of hole. Trust me. So, you know, but, but we, we need to come to grips with this, what it means to be family together. And, and, you know, one of the ways we want to help you is today, as you would have seen a few different things outside that, that, that has been set up out there. And so today we're going to have a, a, a ministry fair. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't had a look around the foyer yet, believe me, you're going to see some incredible things and... We've had people here working long hours setting up their booths so you guys can enjoy it. It's just been fantastic. And I just really want to bless all of you who've worked there. I know there's a large number of you and put so many hours in. It looks fantastic. And what we wanted to do is really just give people an opportunity to find out what, what happens in the life of liberty. To, you know, and I really want to encourage you to be part of this. I want to encourage you to go out there in the foyer and join in with people, engage. You know, Because again, we, we talk about um, community and then we all finish and go, amen, and everybody hits their cars and they're gone. You know? <laughs> and oh, it was a really good message on community. Yeah, it was really good. You know, or it wasn't a really good community, whichever you want to call it. But then we don't do community. 
We just kind of take it and, you know, make your mark up on the wall. Yep, that's another one I've heard. If we're going to talk about community, we've got to do community. We've got to be realistic. And so this is really what this is about today. Because part of learning to do community is doing life together. And like any family, there's things that we want to do here. As I've said to you in the past, we're not about building a big church. We want a big church here. Why? So we can be more of an influence. But we're not, this is not about how big and famous Liberty can be. If, if, you know, my, my prayer, and this is a genuine prayer, I pray, God, I never want our name to be known. I want this to be known in a place where people can encounter God. That's it. I don't know what they're called, but you go down there, you'll meet Jesus. That's, that's what it's all about. And part of it is us working together. And so what we've wanted to do is we want to create an environment out there where you can go around. The different, different stalls are set up. There's opportunity for you to go. There's eats, there's information, there's all sorts of things. But I want to encourage you today to begin to take this time. Don't take off. Don't go out the door and think, oh, this isn't for me. Connect with people. Wander around. Celebrate what's going on. If you're already maxed out, if you think, hey, look, I do a whole lot of stuff around Liberty. I'm just too busy to do anything else. That's okay. Don't leave again. Stay and engage. Celebrate with those that you don't know about. If you do, the, I don't know, if you do worship and you're fully there, go and find out what the Sozo people do and bless them and honor them, you know, for their engage. For those wandering around, there's going to be coffees. Yeah, coffees. Yeah, there's all sorts of things. Take, was <laughs> Take time and engage with one another today and talk. Talk and find out each other's stories. Find out what's going on. Be involved because it's going to be an exciting time. We've got as you go out this morning, there's um, people on each of the doors. They're going to give you a sheet. On one side is that map, so you can find the different sections. On the back, there's a number of questions for you to ask if you want to play and find out information about the different areas. If you fill them all out and you go back to Sue's booth, you get a bar of chocolate. Hey, come on. Don't say we don't care for you. <laughs> we probably need to get the cardiac machine. You know, and there are sausages, there's sausages, all sorts of things. You know, just enjoy it. And one thing I'd ask, please do not pick your children up till quarter to 12, the normal time. Okay, because they, they, you know, our workers out there, they put lots and lots of hours into the program and it's going really well and parents coming in and out with the best intentions actually really does disrupt it. So, you know, I, I really would ask you just to hold off doing that till tw- uh, 11.45. But I just really want to encourage you today. This, this is, you know, how can you preach something on community and not do something practical, right? And this is just simply what this is all about. This all make sense to you? Cool. We all good? We're all going to go and get to know someone new. Here, here's a challenge for today. Say hello to someone that you've never met before. Hello. It comes very easily. Hello. Practice it with me. One, two, three. Hello. Hey, look, you're halfway there to building community. Come on. Okay, I'll just pray. Okay, I just want to pray blessing on you and then you just release to go out and have a great time. Father, I just thank you for this wonderful church. Father, I thank you for all the amazing things that you're doing in it. Father, for the miracles, for the signs and wonders, for the salvations, and, and just for people coming in and becoming part of the family. But Father, we want to grow. We want to take your words about being in community really seriously. And Father, we admit we, we, we don't do it well right now. Well, I don't do it well. But Lord, I want you to teach me. Father, I want to make the commitment. I want to cross my chicken line to build connection with new people, to, to, to put new people into my life. People I know, Father, if you've brought them into this church, I need them in my life 
to be able to walk, and I thank you for that. And so, Father, I pray blessing upon each one. I pray, Father, it's going to be an awesome morning and that no one will choke on popcorn and that they'll just have a blast. Amen. God bless you. Go and have fun.